right, welcome aboard to the White Collar Crimes Podcast. I am Ryan Horn, your host, and we are thrilled as always to have you aboard. As I mentioned last week, the wife and I took my mom to see the movie The Sound of Freedom. I'm sure many of you throughout the world are familiar with that. It's a movie starring Jim Caviezel that's been released. It's based on Tim Ballard, a former agent with the Department of Homeland Security that left that job and began an effort of rescuing children that are being trafficked throughout the world, particularly for sex trafficking. And very powerful, yet it is a gut-wrenching and disturbing subject to have to deal with. But again, I recommend everybody check this movie out while it's still here. It has been doing very well in theaters, but they probably are not going to leave it in the theaters for a whole lot longer. So... If you're hearing this, definitely go check it out as soon as you can. It's a, This is a subject I'm glad that is being brought to light because for years and years I covered this subject in a lot of my classes, my, the criminal justice classes that I teach for a few area colleges. And it's something that's been needed for a long, long time. And this is going to be more almost like an educational type on this podcast episode. Uh, more about where you're going to try to learn some of the facts, and I'll get to that in a little bit, and what you can do to recognize and what you can do to help, because this is an extremely serious problem, and it is fueled by nothing but greed for the almighty dollar and, to be quite frank, sexual perversion, mostly. So, it is a little difficult subject to discuss, but it's one that needs to be brought out, and we are going to do that here. Now, human trafficking right now is the number two global enterprise out there crime-wise. It has, and they point this out in the movie, now passed the illegal arms trade, and it is second only to the illegal drug trade, which, at the rate it is going, could conceivably someday pass that. And as pointed out in the film, they make a good point, the reason for that is... It's just easier to make money on now because, as they point out, you sell somebody a bag of cocaine, they snort it up and use it, and it's gone. You make money on it one time, and that's it. But if you traffic a child, you can pass a child around all over the place over and over again and make multiple times more money off the product that you're selling, in that case, versus uh, the drug product that you're selling. It's used one time, and that's it. The human trafficking, and when humans are trafficked, they can be used, unfortunately, many, many times over. Now, most of the info that will be in this podcast is from the Human Sex Trafficking study publication that was done in about 2010 by Amanda Walker Rodriguez and Rodney Hill. And... This is from a textbook. This was a textbook that I use sometimes in some of the classes that I've taught. It's called Readings in Criminal Justice. It's mainly just a bunch of published studies like this. And you can also find this article purchase. It's not a long article, about a 9 or 10 page article, because this is 2010. It hadn't really come upon the radar like it has right now and in the last couple of years. But if you want to go to Justice Studies, S-T-U-D-I-E-S dot com, you can uh, read this study with some of the data that I'm going to share with you in this podcast. Now, this is an international problem. Most of these victims are from South America, Southeast Asia, Russia, Central America, and as you can imagine, most of these children that are 
trafficked do come from these impoverished areas. But many of the victims are being kidnapped from first world nations, just like the United States here. And in fact, about 300,000 American youth, they say, right now are at risk of being kidnapped and trafficked. Now, many of these that do from all over the world, whether it's the United States or even some of these other regions that I mentioned, they are runaway and abandoned youth. And sadly and unfortunately, they don't have anybody or few people to actually check on or care about them. Most of them come from very dysfunctional homes and families. They have the family that is completely ignored or abandoned them or don't care to check up on them. So if they're gone for weeks at a time, they're not going to take any concern. They're not going to file a police report. They're not going to make a search effort, anything like that. It's very easy for these kids to disappear and just go under the radar and nobody notice them or even care that they're gone, sadly. And when they're out in the streets like this, most of them are kids. They have obviously limited education and job skills. So sadly to survive and support themselves, they turn to prostitution and other types of activities, maybe fall into uh, some drug trafficking. And sadly to mask the pain of their lives, there are a whole bunch of them as well that oftentimes also fall into drug abuse, particularly heroin use and things like that that make their situation far worse than it already is. Now just how these traffickers get their victims trafficked and get them moved around, it's done through all methods that you move any type of uh, thing around, any type of uh, trafficking that's done, whether it be drugs or humans, they're using it all. They're using cars, they're using buses, they're using trucks, using planes even ships possibly. There's no limit if there's any type of transportation that's out there. It is a possibility they may be moving victims with this. Now also, as they point out in this study, many are provided false identification to offset law enforcement. I don't know if this scene actually happened, but there is a scene in the Sound of, Mo of Freedom movie where they catch a guy at the border and he does have a fake ID for the little boy that he's sex trafficking and they do catch him and the little boy is thankfully rescued. I don't know if this actually happened or if it's just a scene they creatively added in the movie, but this is something that the research data has shown that to offset law enforcement, they are getting very skilled at making false identifications for these youngsters that they are trafficking to give them a sense of legitimacy and to throw the tail, the trail of law enforcement off of them. Now, what is the average age of a sex trafficking victim? Well, for a female, the data has shown that victim is usually between the ages of 12 and 14. And sadly, there are a lot that are even younger than that. The average age of a boy can be as low as 11 to 13. So boys are often trafficked at even younger ages. And sadly, just like the situation with the female victim, some that are being trafficked or even younger than 11. Again, to point out the movie, The Little Boy, that I mentioned just a second ago in the scene about the identification, I think he was about seven. And that is not uncommon for children that young to be victimized and caught up into these rings. Now, both are trafficked. Both boys and girls are trafficked for sex, but the data has shown boys are also trafficked more times for labor. And 
that's something that that is involved in as well that uh, many times youngsters are basically kidnapped and trafficked and sold in other especially other countries than the United States because the United States slavery is actually illegal but there are believe it or not parts of the world where it is still not and they are trafficked to these places to work hard labor and make rich elite evil people a lot of money and for cheap labor again there's a scene if you haven't seen the movie uh where one of the little girls that Tim Ballard is trying to rescue. She and a bunch of other kids are stomping on the coca leaves down there where they are being held captive at, and that is to help them put together their product and, and put their coke out and, and get it manufactured and sent out. So not only were they being trafficked for sex, they were being used for labor to help get their cocaine distribution out. So these are sadly two of the things that are going on they're being used for and they're just not oftentimes being used just for one like i said a second ago boys especially are being used for labor but there are so all girls that are being held captive not only for sex but also for cheap labor now the traffickers they are very organized make no mistake about it they have hierarchy similar to mafias where you have soldiers and chiefs and lieutenants and in the ultimate godfather that kind of thing or even similar to a military or police agency where you have rank and file officers and some ranking supervisory type officers and then ultimately the chief or the sheriff or whomever that's how these agencies these uh, organizations are operating as well very organized and that's a scary thing that law enforcement is having to contend with now, they usually have one that works, according to Rodriguez and Hill, as someone that's referred to as a bottom. And a bottom is one that was only, that was once a victim herself, but she's usually been with the trafficker the longest and now has earned his trust. Now, the job of the bottom is usually to groom the victim, collect the money, and handle much of the day-to-day -day business. Honestly, it's kind of similar to what Giselle Maxwell was doing for Jeffrey Epstein. She was his girlfriend, but her job also was to recruit, groom, lure in, and ultimately help him secure his sexual victims. So very similar role that she played in the Epstein sex trafficking ring. She was doing, or the bottoms as they're referred to are doing this in these organizations. Now the traffickers, they cover all demographics. Not all are men. As I just said a minute ago, most of the time the ones that are in the role of the bottom are also women. And so it's not just men, even though just like most crimes, the majority of the perpetrators are men, that's not always the case. And in this case, in this type of category, that does occur as well. There are plenty of women that are involved in this type of operation as well, because sadly, as we've talked about, that's pretty much the purpose of this podcast. When you're talking about white-collar crimes and crimes of greed, it knows no bounds, no age, no sex, no gender, no financial status. As we've always said, the only color that truly matters is green, and that's what these folks especially care about. They are beyond evil. This is sadly, we have to cover in this podcast some of the most evil type of people that exist. I said... To my pastor, honestly, hell exists for the reason of these people, what they're doing. You have to be beyond depraved to traffic a child around the world to be sexually 
assaulted all of the world and it may be also used to help traffic drugs or some type of other cheap labor. You have to be beyond evil to do this. But they use violence and even gang rape to force these youth into their control. An example was one case reported in this study from Baltimore, Maryland. And in this case, it was reported a girl was gang raped by a group of men and she uh, was quote unquote rescued by the head trafficker of the organization. This was staged, of course, to make him look like a hero and earn her trust. And then he demanded gratitude from her by demanding that she work as one of his prostitutes. Now, the traffickers also maintain control through drug addiction. As I said a little bit ago, sadly, many of the times by the time they kidnap these children and these youth that are caught up in these trafficking rings, many of them are already suffering from some type of drug addiction because of their time on the streets. But if they are not, they are very keen to inject a lot of addictive heroin and other types of drugs into their systems to get them addicted because they are far less likely to stray and get away if they're going to need the drugs or need the money to get the drugs to stay going. So therefore, that automatically keeps them chained and loyal to the trafficker. So make no mistake about it, a huge portion of the youth being trafficked sexually in these rings and for even the labor are being purposely drug addicted to maintain control. Make no mistake about it, it's happening, folks. And they will sometimes confiscate all legitimate forms of ID. As I said, they are manufacturing their own, but they also like to take any type of legitimate ID that person has. That way, if that youth does happen to escape, they have a little chance to start over. They have no money, they have no identification, possibly, again, a drug addiction. The chances of them getting out and getting ahead, especially 99% chance they're going to be somewhere they have no idea where they're at or where they could start over at, So it makes it very difficult for them to get out and start up again on their own. Now, sadly, as I've said, with some of them getting kind of chained to these traffickers, some do end up developing what only we can say is a Stockholm Syndrome. And many of you know what that is. That's where somebody being held captive over time actually begins to empathize and almost make like a connection with their captor and sadly that happens in these types of rings and cases as well as i said just a second ago a bottom as they're known as is someone that was one time being peddled in this organization they were being sex trafficked but over time they earn the trust of the trafficker and they move up in the organization it's sickly almost kind of like a promotion and they move up a little bit and they get a little more responsibility a little more freedom maybe make a little bit more money And sadly, they may have developed a Stockholm Syndrome kind of sick loyalty to this captor. So sadly, that is what is making it even harder for a lot of these to break out of these rings. Now, what to be aware of? Well, how are many of them actually lured into this? It shows a scene of this, how these two children were lured in the Sound of Freedom movie. And I have heard of similar cases where oftentimes it is done, especially in these third world countries where money is tight and people are really hurting and and desperate for economic opportunities. Many are lured with promises of modeling or a career in the entertainment industry because, I mean, who doesn't want to be a star and want to be rich and live the glamour life? And when you're 
in a poor, desperate country, it's that much easier to be lured into it. And sadly, they are brought to these locations for a promise of a photo shoot or a trip somewhere at a glamorous location to make a lot of money. And they are very quickly secured, kidnapped, and moved on and trafficked, unfortunately many times never to be seen or heard from with their families again. It happens just that fast. So be wary out there, folks. I mean, I'm in the entertainment industry a little on the side. As I said, I have an agent and do a little voiceover work and things like that, but be sure and check them out. Mine had been in business for 31 years at that point when I was signed, and I knew very well what I was getting into. But this day and age, thankfully, with the Internet and the way we're able to check and find things out, it's very easy to do our own research and background on people and places. So if you have a child that's being approached with something like that, Check it out and make sure it's legit. If you're, you know, trust your instincts because they're usually right. And if you have any fear about something being legit, don't go with it because many times this is the gate how they lure children into these rings. Good example is a man by the name of Corey Davis. He was a convicted Connecticut sex trafficker and he lured his victims in with promises of modeling and glamor. Now, thankfully, he was caught and sentenced to 293 months in prison. But he would lure these ones in, force them into stripping, prostitution, things like that, physical beatings, extortion, took all of their money, kept them out on, strung out on drugs, all the things we were talking about a little bit ago. He was doing that as well. Thankfully, he got caught and went to prison for a long, long time. But what else to look for? Well, restricted and controlled communication. This person has somebody that's controlling their communication with the outside world and very restricted and enclosed transportation. They're not allowed to go very many places, especially without control or without the express permission of their trafficker. person that has total control on their communication with the outside world and anywhere they are going to be transported. If someone's in a living space with a large number of occupants, people lacking private space, possessing financial records, limited knowledge of how to get around in the community, these could be people that have been dumped off and are possibly victims of sex trafficking. Now as far as physical indicators, look for any types of injuries, signs of torture. Particularly, they note like cigarette burns, branding signs, and yes, many of these are branded just like cattle, and especially signs of malnourishment, very underweight, signs of drug abuse. You all know the look of a, a heroin addict, usually very pale, very thin, very malnourished look. That's a look a lot of times that you are going to look for in somebody who is possibly being sex trafficked. Now, what about an actual brothel or front, or what type of physical location could this be going from? Well, they say in this study from Rodriguez and Hill, large amounts of cash or condoms in the area that you see. Used condoms maybe around the buildings or outside. A lot of cash moving in and out. Maybe not a lot of credit cards or any type of electronic trail of what's going on. Possibly a customer logbook or receipt book. Very sparse rooms, as I said a little ago, bit ago. A lot of people in big rooms, but very sparse, not a lot of furniture. Very poor conditions, nasty mattresses, if at all. People sleeping in very crowded areas, that kind of thing. If you're looking for that, or if you're seeing that, you very well could be looking at a possible front 
for a sex trafficking organization. And you also see men coming and going at all hours very frequently, maybe not stay very long. And who knows, that may not be the only thing going there. As many of you know, that's also usually a sign of somewhere where there could be a lot of drug trafficking going as well. Because sadly, these two go hand in hand. Wherever there's a chance to make an easy buck, whether it's trafficking a human or some drugs, we have dirtbags out there who are going to do that. So if you suspect any of this, I'd say the first good step, call your local police. Depending on what type of resources they have, If they are not able to help you or they don't have the resources to, I'm sure they can contact your state police where you're at or even the feds in your local federal law enforcement. Now, depending if you're other countries, it's a little different. I'm just speaking here from what you would do in the United States, but I think even in most other countries, it would always be a good place to start with your local police. Or you can call the National Human Trafficking Hotline at one 888 373-7888. Now this is, uh, if you do suspect you've got an operation in your area that is doing some type of human trafficking, or if you suspect somebody you've encountered is an actual victim of it, don't hesitate because many times these people are trafficked very quickly and this person could be moved on to the other side of the world before you can even blink. So if you do suspect this, I do urge you to call your local police or again, the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-373-7888. And if you want to help support operations that are going on, uh, Tim Ballard, his organization that's featured in the movie, you can. they are also known as the Operation Underground Railroad. You can check out their website at our, O-U-R, rescue. Org. And they've got merchandise and things that you can buy, and the money from this helps goes with their operation efforts to help rescue and get these kids home. Because they point out in this movie, and the data that I've seen confirms this as well, there are at least 2 million people, children right now, while you're listening to this, that are being trafficked around the world for sex, labor, uh, drug trafficking, whatever, all kinds of sick criminal activity. And... We all have to rise up and stop it any little way you can. Maybe that's the only way you can is to help support them in their efforts, buy something from the website, whatever. But I highly recommend you all see that movie while it's out and definitely educate your friends and family. Make your friends and family aware that uh, it's very easy this could happen and you've got to watch for the warning signs and not only protect you and your children, but look out for your neighbors. Because as I said a little bit ago, the signs are out there. That could be in your town where somebody is being victimized by this. So please keep an eye out on it. And as I said, contact one of these law enforcement agencies or this hotline if you suspect this is going on. So not exactly a lighthearted subject to cover, but we are certainly glad that you uh, did listen in. And we hope this was very informative to you. It's a little bit different than what we have covered on here before but it's a very heavy subject been wanting to cover it for a while as i said i have covered this in some of the classes i teach so please check us out again we'll be doing updates on this subject periodically and there's another case of this that actually happened in my local area that i'll be covering in a few weeks down the road please check us out next week we'll talk about disgraced former attorney michael cohen and as i always say please check out your local pet shelter as well Help them get a better life, and as I always say, just 
keep your an eye out because somebody's always out there trying to rip you or your friends and family off, but this is the most serious type of all to watch out for, so please watch out and take care of each other and make sure we don't have any more victims and we help stand up and fight against this any way we can because it is an evil and a sickness that's rotting the world out. This is the most depraved type of criminal behavior that I can see that's out there pretty much, and it has to stop, and it stops with us, so... Thank you for being part of that. Hope you found this very educational. Please like our Facebook page, White Collar Crimes. Give us the five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're hearing it. And uh, also, if you want to be on the show or you got an idea, please email me at ryanhornvt at gmail.com. And always, too, check out my website, ryan-horn.com. More stuff coming down the road. Thank you for being here on this one. God bless. Take care, everybody.